Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Beyond the Gate Radio Show. This is our November 24th, 2013 edition. And boy, if we have an interesting show for you tonight. I am your host, David Baker, and Sherelle is our co-host. Welcome, Sherelle. Thank you, David. I'm glad to be back on the radio. It was a wonderful sunny day today, and glad for the weekend after a hectic week. How about you? Hectic week? It's... Not really. It's always enjoyable. It does get hectic, but, you know, you either have to handle it or sit down and take a break. But I don't believe in giving up. So I want to tell our listeners a little bit about the show tonight. And we are talking with Global Stage Project, which is going to be an amazing new film, The Game of One in a world where the film industry is fascinated with making doom and gloom, end-of-the-world films, the people at Global Stage Project are dedicated to making films that give a whole new meaning as well as other options to this end-of-the-world scenario for a better and brighter future. The Game of One film is about an interactive computer tarot game that gives anyone access to a path of transition uh, relating to revolution of the mind as it offers individuals the choice of self-awakening and a clear path to multidimensional world where pure knowledge of creation is perused in beauty beyond comprehension. In an effort to change the stereotype of typical Hollywood films, producers Tamid Milan and Maya Britton are looking to bring to life a creative experience that will encourage the growth of human consciousness around the planet. Ignited into action by a mysterious set of tarot cards left in the hands of Maya, a a magical, mysterious adventure has been born out of a true story and woven into a brilliant sci-fi film for mainstream theater. This masterpiece will be crowdfunded and put together with some of the most brilliant and talented writers and directors known today. Tamid and Maya would like to share their story with our audience on how this project came to be and why it is so important that this film be made. Tonight, and I'm hoping I'm pronouncing the names correctly, Tamid is our guest. Are you there, sir? I am here. I'm here, for sure. And how are you doing this evening? Welcome to Beyond uh, the Gate Radio. 
thank you for having us tonight, uh, David. Yeah, Maya's a little under the weather. We kind of both caught the flu, but she's kind of really under the weather. But it's good to be on here for a few minutes for sure. No problem. If that's what it takes a few minutes this time and longer next time, we will do that. You know, we are all human, and we're subject to these things from time to time. But that's okay. Yeah. We're not going anywhere, and we support you. So <laughs> that's Thank fine. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Sure. So could you uh, tell us a little bit about perhaps how you propose to do the film and a little bit more anything you'd like to tell us about it? It's your airtime, sir, yeah. so go ahead. Well, yeah, what we're doing is we're, we're, we're putting together a sci-fi fantasy medical, metaph- metaphysical film uh, based on the ancient school of tarot. Um, you know, you know everybody, everybody pretty much. You know, when they hear the word tarot, they think of fortune telling. They think of uh, finding a, a, a mate, finding money. So the tarot has kind of been a weird uh, concept uh, for me and, and and for Maya for a long time because it, it seems like it's a very limited thing that uh, people are using the tarot for. So we've decided to put together a movie about the tarot in a whole other way. Um, when we set when we set up uh, the next uh, phone interview with you on your radio, we're gonna have Maya come on and kind of go over because she you know she write, she wrote the story, she painted the deck, and I'd like for her to share that with you. But yeah, this story is gonna be you know it's gonna be under the the, the genre of, of sci-fi. We're gonna be doing a lot of time travel inside the inside the film. Um, and we're going to do it by, by, you know, in two different phases by way of crowdfunding. Um, so this first, this first round that we're, we're putting together is the first, the first round of funding. We're going to have a second round of funding in, uh, you know, February, February, March time frame. And, um, we, we, we plan on shooting the film at the end of, the end of Jan, or the end of uh, 2014, beginning of uh, 2015. Yeah. All right, that's very interesting. Now, for those listening, for more information, I want you to visit visit the website www.globalstageproject.com, and it tells more about the movie and has other considerations and how you could help. And that is once again, it's globalstageproject.com. There's a link to it on our radio show bio here. And so you are, you have used as well as Maya uh, tarot cards and you came up with this uh, brilliant story. Yeah. 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 Maya came up with the story. Um, And she painted the decks, you know, 15, 16 years ago. Um, She's fluent. She's fluent in Hebrew and numerology the Kabbalah so it's gonna it's gonna encompass a lot of things inside the film not just tarot it's gonna gonna be a lot of the ancient uh, civilization you know we're gonna be able to time travel back into Atlantis back into Babylonian times Egypt you know Egyptian times yeah so it's gonna be an interesting uh, film to to put on the screen you know, being metaphysical and being you know, based, you know, based around the, the subject of uh, tarot, it's going to be pretty interesting putting it on on the screen 
at this level. Um, you know, it's it's, it's going to be a studio-sized film, but it's going to be a metaphysical film, so we're excited about that. I am, too, and also fascinated by the tarot. As a psychic medium myself, I know longer use divination tools, but I've experienced in many areas it's fascinating, especially the tarot, which people don't realize it goes way back. And some of the first decks, I suppose, were uh, Swiss decks, and they all has, had the uh, Rider weight decks, has it evolved, and it's really complicated. It takes a lot to study. It has major and minor arcania, and it has different sections with cups, wands, coins, swords, and so forth and so on. There's so much you can do. Do you, do you use a deck, uh, a personal deck that you use? What, what, what deck do you use? Uh, generally, the Rider weight deck. I have several oh, okay. different decks of different types in my collection, but that would be the main one, I suppose. So when you but give readings, very uh, do you give readings with a tarot deck? No, I don't. I give readings just straight out by, you know, raising my vibration, uh, focusing, you know, relaxed, like semi-meditative state. That's the way I've done it for a long time. You, so years ago, I, I stopped using the deck when I... I published my first book, and I was at a expo in San Francisco. I gave a lecture, and after the lecture, our booth had lines of people for all three days for several hours in a row. Frustrated by the slowing me down with the cards, I just put them aside and just gave readings that way, which turned out to be really good because there were so many people waiting. I didn't have time. So from then on, I just didn't use anything. <laughs> it's funny how it happened. Wow, that's interesting. So what 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 are your what what's your readings normally entail when you get when you give your readings uh I guess just a, a host of different uh, subjects, huh? Yeah. I'm basically a medium, I'm a psychic medium, uh, uh so I definitely use psychic tools in my mediumship and uh I concentrate get a higher vibration which uh when I'm focusing on a reader Things come to me pretty much instantaneously. I don't need a birth date, a name, the touch of photograph or an object like psychometry, which I have done and it works too. But most of the time it's done on radio shows where I'm a guest on or over the phone. could be anywhere. And if there's somebody that has a message in spirit for the person, they're usually bugging me already. I can see them and so I let them know. And if it's a psychic reading and I ask them if they want to hear from their deceased loved ones or look into their um, energy to see what's in store, what is the possible future for them or something about the past. But it's really interesting. I just concentrate and I just get in these. I have clairvoyance so I see. I see sign symbols or spirits like in a photo or a video. Plus they show me signs and symbols. And either I hear them talking to me or they I use clear sentience and they uh I can sense that they're there and clear cognizance I get a like a telepathic transfer of information and I pass it on to the sitter. So you so you you, you can you do these on the phone normally? Uh yeah, I've done them in person, I've done them for large groups of people, uh at expos and people's homes mostly over the phone over the years, and 
I've been over a few hundred radio shows that I've been invited on constantly to do it. And, you know, I keep getting invited over and over again to do it. I suppose people like what I do and the skill that I have, the experience that I have, and that's really dear to my heart, so I enjoy doing it. That's beautiful. So when I asked you, when I, if I was to ask you about about our film and the concept of our film, let me ask you something about it. Uh, if I was to say, well, what if what if the tarot cards were not designed for fortune telling? What if they were not designed for the mundaneness of how they're being used now, but they were designed as a handbook to help you, tra- or help, yeah, help you to transport into another dimension. What, what, how would you feel about that question, or how, what do you think about that concept? Well, there is things in books of magic and other uh, books of alchemists and other people that were considered magicians or great seers from the past, and a lot of the secrets have always been reserved for royalty or, you know, higher people. But whenever things like this are used, it does always go beyond what you're seeing in front of you. And the uh, master at that should have that ancient knowledge because, yes, I truly believe that it does go beyond what you just described, of course. Right, 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 right. So when you think about our film in 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 the in the realm of your work, how do you feel about this film? How do you? I mean, well, what are your thoughts on this film? My thoughts are that it's good. There's uh, right now the metaphysical, supernatural, or what most people term as a paranormal these days. The uh, genre of the paranormal seems to be increasingly popular. For the amount of shows I've seen on TV and the movies coming out, including The Conjuring. And uh, I just want to say that, you know, good or bad, no matter what, when something's popular, if that subject is popular, people make films about it and TV series and so forth. It gets people's attention. It causes people to start studying it, opening their minds, and maybe there might be some scientists at home said, you know, I'm really interested really interested in this. Maybe I'll do some tests to see whether this is real or how it works, whatever. But I think it's good, especially if film like yours. Um, people don't want the mundane. If it has adventure and excitement and mystery to it, man, you're going to fill up that theater. I mean, I was looking at this and I said, I can't wait till this is done. I want to go and watch it right away. So definitely I think it's a really good thing. Oh, good. Yeah, the writer of it, I've uh, been friends with the writer for the past 20 years uh, in L.A. He was the first um, he was the first guy I ever, you know, took a psychedelic journey with. Um, and he has, he has one of the most incredible imaginations that I've ever come across. And, you know, he's well-versed in the subject. Uh, and Maya's working, you know, working alongside, alongside him, uh, you know, thoroughly, to, you know, to to bring out the best best uh, script we can bring out. The script has not been written yet. The treatment and stuff has been written, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a you know pretty far out there, beautifully imaginative uh, film that hopefully, hopefully, penetrates uh, some 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 hearts and and souls and 
lines, uh, I think it will. Well, you know, we're, we're doing it a little differently, too, because the second phase of it, what we're doing is we're going to be including, we're going to be on a, on a global search um, for four or five different departments in our film, and they're going to be, yeah, they're, we're going to be looking for, because the, there's going to be 22 cards in the film, and the, you're going to be, you know, the players are going to be traveling in and out of these cards and learning lessons, so they're going to be projected inside the tarot card. And those characters inside each card are going to be teaching them lessons. So either you you know you pass or fail, and you can you know continue back and forth. So for each card, we're going to be looking for for a different uh, DJ band or musician. So there's there's going to be 22 different DJs, 22 different bands, 22 different musicians for each card. So that's going to be a global search for that. Then there's going to be a global search for the designer of the, of the clothes for each character in the film. We're going to be doing a, a global search for a lot of talent in this film, but that's the second phase of our, our, our fundraising. Um, so that's, that that's going to be a whole amazing. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I don't think any film. I don't think any film's ever done that before, and uh, hopefully, we'll be the first. Well, it'll certainly be unique. That's for sure. Yeah. Additionally, yeah, this so. film could have come at a better time too. This yeah, is a very totally. good time for it. We've been talking about doing speak- it. For- Sorry about that? No, continue. I said we've been talking about doing this film for such a long time, and we both kind of got distracted uh, with other things. And it's really painful at times when you're supposed to be doing, you know, doing something that uh, needs to be done, and you get distracted over a period of years, and you know, that distraction causes a lot of discomfort in your life until you get back to what you're supposed to be doing, right? And uh, it's been over the past few years since we we didn't jump on it and, and uh, tackle it. It was a pretty, dis- you know, it was not comfortable doing the, the side things that we were doing, and, and uh, now we're really happy that we're on this and um, we put it into motion for sure. That's good. You know, I believe that, you know, things happen for a reason. You know, in my work, I really do. I believe that it was meant to be delayed and come out at this prime time right now. Yep. I think that there's, you know, definitely a reason for it. Additionally, as I was growing up, you know, read articles and saw rock and roll, you know, evolve. And a lot of people said, you know, oh, yes, I use LSD or smoke marijuana. That's how I was able to write these great songs, man. You know, well, uh, a researcher named Graham Hancock wrote a book. When you studying uh, ancient peoples, uh, the cave drawings uh, that go back 25,000 years, and what, how did they see these spiritual beings? And he took psychosedin and other types of things with some um, Mayan and other shaman in South America and took these different trips and was able to see or gain a perception that you couldn't even imagine, see these different creatures. Some of them said things to him or whatever, and that's the way you know, the ancient shaman did it. So... What I'm saying about it is I'm totally not surprised that it does something, it can do something to your imagination and bring something back creative. So I, I just wanted to 
Uh, didn't want to interrupt yeah. you back in, but I just want to mention that. Yeah, no, it's over for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, we're, yeah, we're, we're really excited to put this together. We know that it's going to be a long journey. We know that it's... Uh, this is our life, you know. So this is our, our our life work. This film, I believe. So we're going to give it the time to complete it correctly. But uh, we're excited that we're on it, and uh, we really appreciate you having us on tonight. Um, and we we for sure want to return when Maya can come on and talk to you for sure. No problem. I reserve some of the questions for the next time. You know, we get together and do it again because I'm really fascinated with this and. Uh, thank you so much for coming on tonight. We appreciate it. And we're just arranged to, when everybody's clear, to have another show. And we can really just get into it. Yeah, you know what, what we've done? We, we pushed up the crowdfunding to uh, February 22nd because we were, we were, we're, kind of, we're kind of working on the numeric system. And we, Maya kind of figured that the 22nd of February is a little stronger for the, for the start date on the crowdfunding. So it's February 2nd, 2014. We also have a, an actual film site called thegameofone.com. Any of your listeners can go on there and study it and you know sign up for a mailing list. We can send them uh, reminders when the crowdfunding is going to start. And or they can, uh, they can donate now. If they like, if they don't want to wait, uh, you know, we, have, we have a donate uh, button on there and we have incentives on our website. So then go to either website, globalstageproject.com or thegameofone.com and uh, read up on the film. Okay. That, that sounds good. I know I've read it a couple of times. I'm interested in it too. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, really? so, are, you guys, are, you guys, are you guys both in California? Yes, we're in uh, Marin County, California, in San Rafael. That is really beautiful. It's beautiful up there. Oh. Thank you. I like we were just. I, I love. You Go like? Uh, are you down in? Are you d- down near Santa Barbara or somewhere around there? Or a little Santa further? Monica. Yeah, we were just down there recently, uh, three months ago. We uh, took a trip to Catalina Island and stayed there uh, for a week. It was amazing. Catalina is beautiful. Oh my God! It's so yeah. beautiful over there. It certainly is. It's very haunted too, but it's nice. Oh yes, it's haunted. <laughs> is it haunted? Really? <laughs> I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah, it well, is. What, there, is the, what, what are the stories behind that? I didn't know that. Well, there's several stories. Before it, it was incorporated by L.A. and now run by the uh, L.A. Sheriff's Department. Uh, several decades ago, it wasn't, and there was you know some crime there, but they really handled it themselves. And prior to that, Native Americans lived there, and they did hunting and fishing and so forth. And uh, on some occasions, some natives came from the coast there hunting seals, and they massacred a, a tribe there on the island. And they found when they were digging up the streets in Avalon, uh, uh-huh. when they were laying new sewage pipes, and they have a line on the sidewalk that they found, I forget, several bodies of uh, young people buried there in the burial wow. site. And then there's another burial site that they uh, built over also. And I couldn't go anywhere without getting something on my film. And there's a theater there called the Catherine, uh, I mean, a uh, hotel called the Catherine Hotel. And 
we went on the coast, ghost chart, and they told us that this hotel is closed. Uh, they can't do anything to it, renovate it, because it's so haunted that they're waiting to take care of the haunting before they can get in and work. They just can't do it. Wow. And I'm surprised nobody's going in. Yeah, to film that hotel, because they say there's so many apparitions that I've seen several times a night going all through the hotel. They found people sleeping outside, and in the morning asking what they're doing there. They said, I can't sleep in the hotel. Eventually, they had to close it. So I'm not sure what they're going to do, but I was thinking of, Contacting a couple of those guys on TV that do the those yeah they said no yeah and tell them about they should hear about that I bet if they got permission to go in there and brought somebody that could help them they might let them do it but it's supposed to be really haunted and then it's also a UFO hotspot supposedly there's underground UFO base or USO base there. And I said, well, I've been here all this time. I haven't seen anything. Until next to the last night, I did see something, and it was huge and glowing, and it went behind the mountains. I saw a helicopter and aircraft go behind the mountain, look like a little flea. This thing was big, like as big as a a penny and glowing that went behind it. So I said, that must be like an aircraft carrier. But I was going to, I whipped my camera around to film it, and it went behind the mountain. I said, darn. So, wow. Because it sure wasn't an aircraft, yeah, that's there, for sure. There have been too many sightings for it not to be real. I mean, that's, that's, that's just the way it is. There have just been too many sightings. I agree. I definitely agree. Yeah. I mean, they so can only much. hide it for so long, you know. Yeah. So. Wow. All right, you guys have a great night, and thank you for having us on for sure. I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. We'll do it again when she's ready, and... By golly, we're going to let everybody know what this is about because I can't wait to talk about it. It's really exciting. So thank you very much. Take care. Give her our blessings and, and well wishes for her to get better soon. appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Good night. Bye-bye. All right. Good night. Good night. Have a great night. Well, Charlotte was very interesting. No, unfortunate. He was very, uh, he was a gentleman for, you know, still wanting to come on, not canceling the show or anything and talking I agree with a little bit about it, yes but it's going to be a fantastic film if people go you know to gameofone.com or globalstageproject.com you can read about the movie there's a couple of pages of information on there it's very exciting I can't wait to see it and we have I more details they- come later they're going to have like it's going to be a really great film and then they're going to they have even an opportunity to make a a game out of it because just talking to him about the concept and everything it just sounds like it could go further you know not just to you know the movie video and stuff like that but actually an interactive game you know because there's so many games and stuff um, that are out there it would be nice to have something in our field that would be a game that someone would be interested in doing and I, I really enjoyed it and, and it's, it, to hear him talk about it and there's no way that you can be around it for all that time and not be sensitive or not have some type of yearning in it. It, it, it reminded me about how your life came about with how you were into uh, metaphysical then you went to the army and everything, and you kind of 
everything kind of dropped off and everything. And uh, actually, it was after you got back from the Army, you went to the Marines. But um, how it kept nagging at you, and you think, oh, you can go away from it, and, and then it's just done. But it always nags at you. It's like giving birth to a project. So just hearing him talk about it was just really exciting. So It was. And, you know, supposedly part of the story is that it's an interactive online tarot that you can, you can participate in. Anybody can. And then uh, some each tarot card, the 22 tarot cards, has, uh, like, perhaps, I think, 20 laws of the universe in each particular card. They're going to have special meaning, special design. There's going to be a lot into this movie. I, I think this is going to be... I hope they realize what they have here when they make this film. It's going to be really an amazing film. And I, I hope that too. they will have more to it later. I have a great feeling it's going to be really successful. I do too. And I think um, what happens is that they have so many people in the field, you know, because I, I didn't know this until recently when you and I have been watching all these shows that they really do their research. Um, when they're making a film, they need leave no room for error because that one person that's looking at the film is saying, hey, that's not right. That's not what happened. That's why when they're doing research to you know, bring about a film, it really takes a lot of research. A lot of things that I've heard recently, I was like, that is really true. This is really what happened. And I get it now. I definitely get it. I didn't realize it was so, I mean, the research on this stuff is so entailed. I had no idea. Well, uh, it really is. Now, as you can see, I have a wall full of hundreds of books going way back in time some of them rare books out of print, and some more in boxes. I love research area of the metaphysical, and I do research all aspects of it. And uh, the reason I do that is because on those shows I spoke of previously, people have been asking me question after question, and I get questions from psychics and mediums and paranormal groups and all that. So I decided since I enjoyed doing researching, I would expand it. So I do understand it takes a lot you know, to research, but if you love it, it makes it easier, even though it's time-consuming. And what he's talking about, delaying something, because of things happening in our personal life, the book, my second book I just finished, is not quite ready to go to publish yet. I've already started on my third book. So with that in mind, maybe it was delayed on purpose. I need to be released in the near future. So I certainly hope to have those both books published sometime this coming year. I do too. I was um, speaking with someone and they mentioned about you doing an interview with a couple of people that are currently working in a haunted uh, location in law enforcement in Northern California that they would want you to come in and do uh, an investigation, and I didn't know how you felt about that, but I thought that that would be really good. I know you have a lot on your plate, and I know that you're working on, and people have said that you're working on, that you would have not one, but um, not one, not two, but three books coming in. So 
how do you feel about that? As long as the information keeps pouring in, I'll keep on writing. But the, the first two are pretty much my experiences and lessons for people. But the third one, that's going to be very important because it's going to explain a lot. I'll pass on my knowledge to others, and it'll be a really helpful book. I have a subsequent book after that. I have no problem. Uh, I love doing this. this you know, I don't do rock collecting anymore or play with choo-choo trains or anything like that. I, I, this is it. This is what I love to do. It's in my heart, many aspects of it. And, you know, I can't do everything. You know, if you're a medical doctor, uh, you just practice on your general family practitioner. But if there's a specialty there, ear, eyes, nose, and throat, gynecology or whatever, gynecology, I meant, then they generally send you to a specialist. So I'm a psychic medium, and yes, I teach stuff, and I still research it. But I you know, do occasional ghost investigation, but, you know, when it comes to removing demons or going out and doing healings or this and that, I just, you know, I'm not an octopus. <laughs> so I just try to focus on a few things that I'm really good at and that's really in my heart, even though I do enjoy the whole spectrum of the paranormal supernatural metaphysical world how do you feel about all these you know i know that the the kennedy it's been 50 years and everything and they're showing all the kennedy films and stuff like that and they're um showing all the different aspects and having different things like that and and they're recreating all these different things but with them recreating all these different shows how do you feel about um, people recreating, you know, all the old shows as opposed to going in a new direction and creating new shows that are geared more towards um, supernatural stuff. Well, you know, it's the 50th anniversary recently of Kennedy's death, so I can understand that. You know, the great interest in it, and there's been some amazing books wrote on the theories of the shooter other than Oswald and so forth. But right now, it seems like, you know, there's nobody watches Westerns anymore or soap operas that much. It's mostly uh, the housewife shows, paranormal shows, and what have you. In other words, the reality show has seemed to have taken over uh, to be the most popular show. People love to see it because it's more natural, but I, I think that we're already seeing increasingly in, as far as the paranormal engineer goes, like that show we saw tonight. You know, these guys down south looking for monsters in the woods in different states. Oh, right, right. You know, and then you have all kinds of different types of paranormal investigative shows. And, you know, it just goes on uh, Long Island, Medium, and so forth. Yeah, you know, it's good to have a variety. It's good that people are actually putting these out now. I think it's uh, been cloaked in mystery for too long. Maybe yeah. some of this will help open up some people's minds. Now, keep in mind that some of it is fiction and and being on TV, you know, they want you to watch it. So naturally, it's not going to be humdrum boring. They have to spruce it up. A little bit, you know, uh, 
a scary moment there, or a scream there, or something happening there. Now, I'm not saying, uh, like in Ghost Whisper, well, all that is fiction, just to spiff you up the uh, TV series, but there's a lot of good information in there. But some of the paranormal investigative teams on their show, I'm not saying one way or the other, making any judgment on those shows, other than I do enjoy a few of them, because I'm not there, so I can't say. All I can do is watch the show and enjoy it. So I don't feel that I should be a critic of any of that. That's not my place. But I do enjoy the fact that they're attempting to get something like that out that seems to be very popular now. Otherwise, they would have went away a few years back. That's true. I think that they're they're helping take the scary factor out of a lot of things and show the the public that hey, this is really this go, this is going on, and it's not just um, one person that's having this experience. Now that all these shows are coming out, it's showing that there's a lot of people that have these experiences, and I think it's t- taking the scary factor out of it, and that's something that I really resonate with because I, I think it's important, especially for, like, you know I, know, I know a lot of children, you know, have the gift, you know, they're so close to, um, they're the ones that can see, they're the ones that are the pure spirits, non-judgmental, and that they can see these things. And, and if they can possibly make it a way to, you know, show kids that this is really happening to everybody else and you're not alone in this. And I think that part, um, I think that will be really good, especially for kids, because, you know, I always worry about the kids and how they're affected by these things because of how, you know, I grew up and how, um, I was affected by it, and then later on in life, finding out that oh, this is happening to everybody. So, and this isn't so scary as we think. It's oh, it's so scary. It's a monster, but in actuality, it could be you know our spirit guides or angels or you know stuff like that. It, everything doesn't have to be you know the exorcist. You know, so. Right. And so. well, talking about that, um, you know that that was a. A really good movie, The Exorcist, and as Father Halloran has said, that yeah, it was good entertainment, you know. But um, other than that, I don't watch the movies like that where people are getting attacked by spirits and they're hanging them and cutting their body up. And those those types of movies, I stay away from. I'm not really interested in that. I'm more interested right. in things that are kind of closer to the truth and all. Now. Paranormal activity movies, they you know, they did some research in there, but I looked at it and I pretty much you know, I wasn't afraid or apprehensive or anything like that. Like it was when I watched The Exorcist. The, that movie there, since I know a lot about the dark side, uh I just kinda you remember me, I was just kinda laughing, I said, Ah, that doesn't scare me. Ah, that's you know, they they overdid it in the movie a little bit, you know. So but it doesn't take the, the the scary factor out of it. That's that's the one thing that I realized, especially since we had uh, Bishop Long on and talking about what not to do um, when the when people are you know messing around with Ouija boards or doing all these 
things, it, it's your intent. What is your intent behind it? And I think that has a lot to do with it. That's why he wouldn't go into the whole ritual of how to do an exorcism or what to do and blah, blah, blah. And he made a good point that, you know, these people that go out there and uh, do all this stuff, stuff, that they're not immune to having a spirit follow them home or, you know, a possession or, you know, and giving the, you know, letting you know what it is. This is how you could tell when someone's really possessed. These are some of the signs that you see when someone's possessed. So I really thought that that was a good show, a really good show, because he warned the public and, you know, and to find out that, yes, the church needs to do these exorcisms, that's telling you that this stuff is real. It's not for play. Right. And unless I have a book, I don't like to announce future guests, but I have some that uh plan on having on the show in the future from this very well-known. And, you know, it's amazing. But, you know, it was right for uh, the bishop to say that because you know, there's just too many books out there available that shouldn't be really out there, but they are. And people mess around with things and get themselves in trouble. And then now they need help, you know, to get rid of this stuff. And the reason he thinks some of that stuff should be kept secret because it's sacred. They don't have business being an exorcist or demonologist who's not, you know, properly trained or ordained or any of that stuff. Yeah. So he doesn't want people out there doing that. And also there are certain things in that area that, you know, if you can tell if a person is possessed or not, a lot of that stuff that he was talking about, I had already done a lot of research on that for a long time. And I didn't blame him for not wanting to mention it, and I haven't and I won't. But, you know, it's very interesting to let people know that not just in human spirits, but human spirits that are ghosts. I've heard people say, oh, don't worry about that ghost, it's not going to hurt you, this, that, or whatever. Well, in most cases, that's true. But it doesn't mean to say that they cannot be hurt or killed by a spirit, inhuman or human. That's the ghost. It depends. People can be harmed. It's dangerous. Don't get involved in divination or investigation unless you do research and then uh, work with somebody for a little while that's really experienced, knows what they're doing before you start doing it because you could get yourself in trouble. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. I guess that'd be it for tonight. We can always have some shows later, which, you know, I know you're psychic, knew that I'd love to talk about this. But I do have uh, a few series of shows which I will discuss different parts of paranormal and psychics and mediums and so forth. And if people have questions, they can call in. So I'm hoping to, you know, write some really interesting shows in the future that you and I will host without guests and some with guests as well. Absolutely. I think um, that is, it's a great place. It's a great learning tool. It's a great place to start so people know what to do. Because, you know, we watch a lot of these shows and come to find out that these people are just going around minding their own business and this kind of thing happens. So that's another thing that... um, I would be interested in finding out there's people out there that want to know what they could do. Um, the, that new show, Dead Files, I really 
um, enjoy watching that one because they just don't leave the people there with no tools and nothing to do. They go in, they investigate, they find what's happened, they find out the history of the house which is, and the land, which is very important, and then they give them, um, you know, something to work on to clear their house. And they ask them what they want to do. I do enjoy that, that you have an option. What do you want us to do? You know, so that's very important, I think. Yes, it really is. Thank you for being on the radio with me tonight, Mr. Baker. And uh, I hope to see you and hope to listen to the radio next week. Uh, next week's show? Yes. I would like to know what the next week's show is. It won't be a show. We're taking a break. But on December 8th, we're going to have Psychic Cheryl Lynn on again. She's going to give her predictions and give some tarot readings to callers. And then on Sunday, the 15th of December, we're going to have Will Jevnin on. He's a uh, published author of several books on the Sasquatch, as he likes to call it, or Bigfoot phenomena. Oh, good. Good, good. And on the 22nd, we're going to have Jill DeHane-Levy, the world's number one love psychic, as our guest. Very, very popular person and wonderful person. I've been on the show before, and now she's coming on ours. So I also have more shows planned coming up, a long list, takes a lot of work. But I do want to remind people that Terry and Linda Jameson, the Psychic Twins, will be on our January show giving their predictions for the year to come. So we're really looking forward to that as well. And mm-hmm. if anybody has any suggestions of guests or shows, which I do get, but don't hesitate to suggest them to us, and we're looking to it. Thank you very much. This is Beyond the Gate Radio with David Baker and Cheryl Baker. Have a great night. Good night. Good night.